Hey y'all, welcome to Eat Drink Social. My name is Michael Muller, and throughout this podcast series, you'll be hearing from myself and the Go Social team. Go Social is a PR and social media marketing firm with offices in both Denver, Colorado, and Louisville, Kentucky. We'll be discussing social media trends and influencer best practices in the food and beverage landscape. And if you have any questions and want to reach out, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or you can visit our website at www.goforthbesocial.com. I'm happy to be joined now by Kiko Suarez, a.k.a. Queerco con Kiko, on Instagram. Uh, sir, how are you doing today? How are you doing, Michael? How's everything? In addition to taking some awesome food photos on Instagram, I, I saw that you also do some work with uh, Telemundo and, uh, and NBC. Can I just ask yes. what you do for them? Yeah, I, I edit the morning shows, uh, both newscasts and uh, our entertainment shows for uh, NBC and Telemundo. And I also produce uh, most of the culinary segments uh, in studio over there at the station. So how does having a role in, in quote-unquote traditional media help your social media presence or maybe the other way around as well? Uh, well, being on TV, I had my own show for a little bit there for a good two-year run. And uh, then it got discontinued, uh, so I, I still uh, produce uh, fun segments you know, of chefs and uh, great restaurants. So, I mean, everybody's always posting about, you know, their food and uh, it's so Instagrammable when you see nice plates and they get cool places where to go and find out new things. So uh, being in TV and how everything is kind of switching now more to social media, it's a good back and forth and uh, it's a good way to stay relevant and on top of uh, what's hot or what's not here in Miami. So I've, I've mentioned on, on this podcast before that I'm not really really that familiar with the Miami food scene and the, the culinary yeah. scene. So what, what do you like about that Miami culinary scene? Uh, I definitely like that it's uh, booming. Uh, it's probably, I wouldn't say at its peak right now, but it's definitely grown. In the last five or ten years, a lot of chefs are uh, taking the time out to really uh, source local ingredients and do things right and... Uh, my MVP four was, you know, very chainy when it came to nice restaurants, and now a lot of chefs that know what they're doing and, and appreciate what they do uh, are really coming to the forefront, and they're kind of popping up everywhere from the new uh, Mimo District, uh, the design set, the design area, you know, the beach, even downtown Dayland. It's got some of the top chefs. So it looks like they're all sprouting around, you know, like everything's coming up at the same time. So it's really, really bringing a nice diversity. Yeah. So what, what, again, I'm not really familiar with the scene. So what foods are specific to Miami that might not necessarily be known uh, around in other places? So, for example, I'm, I'm in Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky, and we have uh, Burgoo and uh, the, right. uh, like the hot brown. So that, that's pretty regional yeah. to us, but we didn't really know what was regional to Miami, I guess. Well, yeah, you know, a lot of uh, Miami's always been kind of famous, you know, for its seafood and stuff like that. But a lot of chefs now are getting more into like what we actually grow here, which is a lot of citrus and a lot of fresh vegetables and stuff like that. So, yeah, seafood is still very popular in Miami, but there's a lot of more incorporations of, uh, you know, uh, ingredients or even like just uh, a different way of approaching the food, you know, so um for instance everything's always kind of like a latin swing and now you kind of see more of a you know like a farm uh menus you know with more vegetables and less proteins and 
you know, I'm a big guy. I like to eat meat and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but I can definitely appreciate a nice vegan restaurant where it brings a freshness and a, a new way of eating, a healthier way of eating at the same time, eating better, you know what I'm saying? So I think that is, uh, I think everybody's kind of on to eating better and eating better doesn't necessarily mean that has to have less taste or anything like that, you know? You, you mentioned earlier about something, you know, about food being Instagrammable, uh, about a meal being Instagrammable. So what makes yeah. a good food photo in, in your opinion? Oh man, it's it's super easy. Uh, if you look at the photo and you say, "Man, I really want to try that," or it, it draws you to the point where, like, if you're married, let's get the kids in the car to go try that dish. You know, <laughs> usually when you have families, it's not so easy. If you were single, to get up and pop around and try everything. So you know your visits are less frequent. So you really want to make sure that whatever you see on Instagram and it looks good, kind of gets you in the car and so you go out to try it. And uh, I don't know, just uh, whatever looks pretty, you know, it has to be relatable. You know, you can take my experience has been, you know, you take a picture of this huge lobster dinner or this foie gras or this great fillet and you get like 50 likes. But then you take a picture of like a chicken sandwich from like uh, the maybe the little Latin spot that everybody goes to and you get like 400 likes because everybody can relate to that. particular sandwich and not so much the fancy stuff everybody can kind of say hey you know what i've been there or i've had that or or that's right down the street let's go check that out so i think it, it's got to be good you know that, that's <laughs> a good point Fan- yeah fancy is not always the best thing it's got to be good and relatable i like that and and you mentioned your 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 kids and family before um i i've noticed that you include them in in your pictures on instagram occasionally so yeah I, I'm, I'm wondering about in addition to just like straight up food pictures i'm wondering if you've noticed any trends in social media uh where you might get more engagement if if an individual or a person is also included in that food photo yeah you're right you're right that uh, i do see that sometimes i just uh you know i'm a rather large human <laughs> so i'm not as uh, you know I'm not, I'm not ugly but i'm not as cute as some of the food bloggers nowadays where it'll be like you know, uh, either a model-looking person or a cute person take a picture with a dish, or you know, so it brings another aspect to the picture. But for me, I'm I'm kind of like the you know regular dude that has to take a picture. You know, I've taken a couple pictures with family pictures and stuff like that, but I'm not real big on selfies. You know, <laughs> but uh, it, it definitely does improve. You know, it does improve, and, and again, people can relate to it and be like, "Hey, look, she's eating," or "Hey, look, he," you know, he, he went over there. You know, so he or he's there with the kids. So, you know, I like, I like to take my kids out anywhere, you know? Yeah, I've also even seen studies that say that um, photos that include people with their mouths open uh, also get more likes. I guess it's just the idea of either excitement or it's the idea of that first bite. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you can relate to the first bite or, hey, let's go try it. And I want to try that. I want to do that. Or, you know, the, the mouth is not the prettiest thing, but I guess on certain people it works. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, yeah. Also, I've noticed on your feed that you include the use of video as well. And um, I mean, I, yeah. also, it, may, it makes sense. I mean, like you say, you, you've, you've worked in TV, you, you work in video. It's a medium you understand and you're familiar with. But I'm yeah. wondering if you, um, if you choose video over photos sometimes for a specific reason. I think I, I think. Instagram as itself responds better to video. I think it is built for video. Uh, I come from TV. I've been doing 20 years, so I, I, I'm always about video. I'm an editor as well. So, I mean, sometimes, you know, you do have a picture, but, you know, some of the videos that we produce kind of give you that mood of what it's like to be eating there or, or like, get that slow-mo mouth shot that we just spoke about with 
kind of like that sexy feel. And, and, and to be honest, in Instagram, you got to capture the audience. you got to have at least five or six seconds of them staying on your video to actually register a view. I don't know a lot of people like to know that. So, you know, you, you always, if you are going to load a video, you want to get your at least your four or five best shots off the, off the top to get that audience to stay and watch that video, you know? Yeah. So uh, like, like you said, you've, you've been doing some TV for, for so many years and it's something yeah. you're really familiar with. At what point did people in, in your profession, in your industry, look at social media? They kind of switched from, oh, this is a fad to this is a business opportunity. Um, you know, it, it's mostly the young guys. You know, I'm not old, but I'm I'm, I'm 40, and uh, a lot of a lot of the millennials now are the younger crowd really got it. And to be honest, you got to keep pace with it because it's the it's the future. You know, I mean, as something as hard hitting news that you can see that people see it first on their phones and then they reference the TV. You know, seems like TV's coming up second now. So social media. It's basically if you don't get on board, you're gonna get left behind. It's it's basically that simple, you know. Before people thought it was a fad and a trend, and now it's it's just the future from YouTube to uh, posting or, or sharing or even you know group chats. It's the new generation, but the old generation definitely has to adapt. If not, you can get left behind. It's that simple. That's fair. So you know, let's say it's it's your last meal and you're in Miami. Where where are you going? Where are you eating? Oh man, last meal on earth or last meal? On uh. <laughs> <laughs> I've always said my death row meal, Mike, has always been a clam, and a specific clam from Fort Myers. My old man used to take me to this uh, mud flats in Fort Myers when they had clams, cherry stone, not too big, not too small. We would actually pluck them out of the mud, kind of wash them off right there in the ocean, and pop them and eat them, and that bite. And clams in general, I've always been with that little seawater and the saltiness and the brininess has always been my uh, death row. I mean, I can eat a three-pound steak or a seven-pound lobster, but that one clam, or maybe several hundred clams in my case, <laughs> has always been my final thing. And, and it's not that a chef made or somebody cooked it. I guess the way it comes like that with the salty brininess, I guess that made by the earth has always been my uh, go-to and there's a great spot that I go to to get some nice clams and stuff. Uh, they're all around Miami and oysters too, but not oyster. But that one clam is always what's been my, uh, I guess, best bite of death row meals. I call it. I like it. That's awesome, Kiko. Thank you so yeah. much for your time today. I, uh, I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate the insight. Uh, I'll be I'll be keeping up and following your feed and, and trying to figure out where I want to go in Miami next time I'm there. All right, Michael, Courtney, what do we think? What are we taking away from this? What I took away the most from Kiko's interview was just his mindset towards social media in general. Coming from a TV background and someone not being a millennial or someone in Generation Z, I really liked his open-mindedness in towards using social media and then also acknowledging the fact that it's ever-evolving and you always have to adapt. I think that's really important for anyone trying to, to grow a brand or an account, and I really like how he utilized that. Yeah, so I imagine at one point, Kiko heard the phrase pivot to video, like so many people had heard at one point. And I'm sure now we're kind of all saying, or at least over the last few years, pivot to social, because that's that's where it's at right now. Not to say that video is, is dead, video, video is still king, especially on social, but people really do need to stay on top of uh, trends and, and current technology. Uh, but you're right, though. I think 
a key to a good social post is, is keep it relatable. If, if it's someplace, if you post a picture of, of someplace that I can visit, go to myself, um, and experience myself, that's going to mean more to me than, uh, I mean, on top of Mount Kilimanjaro or, or Everest, like, cool, that's awesome. Good for you. And if you're my friend, I want to hear everything about it. But if it's not like a five minute drive away from me, <laughs> I might not be as, uh, as, as able to go. Right. But so I'm thinking, especially in the long, in the, in terms of restaurants or bar spaces, tap rooms for breweries, like I want to see what that space looks like. Uh, so show it off. Yeah, absolutely. Show off your product, but show them the experience too. And I think the a relatable location uh, or act or rather accessible location is what kind of helps people make that decision. Yeah, I really liked his idea of relatable photos performing better because I have to agree, while I love to see like a beautiful island resort on Instagram, when I see a place I've actually been, I get more excited um, because it brings back a flood of personal memories. And I think people really enjoy connecting to that, um, it, those personal moments and, and making it their own. And I think about the branded content that we create. And a lot of times you know, we do a lot of spirits and, and we'll look for, well, what's a cool bar setting or a beautiful backdrop or, you know, <laughs> the perfect hand or models. And, you know, maybe it's better off to kind of think about where are your customers really enjoying these products. And it may not be the perfect skyline. It may be, you know, at someone's home playing video games while they enjoy it. So you really have to think about, you know, how are your customers really using your product and trying to take relatable photos of your product in those situations. They could still be beautiful photos, but um, but being relatable is really important to his point. The other thing I liked that he said was, uh, you know, even though he's a TV guy, that he still embraced social media. And Gary V has a, a great video out there that basically says, you know, we're all living longer. This whole idea of, well, you know, I'm this age and the ship has sailed. I can't get into social media. That That's really no excuse. Um, and that potentially you could have, you know, half of your life still in front of you because of science and medical technology. And, uh, you know, you need to embrace technology and technology really shouldn't have an age limit tied to it. And I think we need to change that mindset. And I love the fact that he could have easily just said, I'm a TV guy and thrown in the towel on new media, but he didn't, you know, he embraced it. And I think that there's a ton of best practices from his TV experience that he could use, you know, when creating, especially video on social. And there's a ton of great best practices that he probably sees on Instagram that he can apply to the TV world. And as we've said before, you know, those two worlds are constantly morphing, learning from one, each, one another and changing. And I, you know, I don't think that all things traditional media are bad. I think there's a ton of great lessons to be had and uh, the same with social. And I think by pushing himself to be in this space, he's actually made himself stronger on both fronts. So I encourage everyone to go out there and try something new on social and, and don't let age stop you. All right, everybody, that wraps up today's episode of Eat, Drink, Social. Thanks for listening. If you have a story to share or maybe you know somebody that does, feel free to reach out to us. 